going everyone welcome back to this week's episode of the 44th you episode 40 we're getting ever so close to episode 41 what are we doing who knows something special (laughs) it's myself ryan it's himself bob what's up and this week we're joined by the lads from emporium so emporium is a streetwear and lifestyle brand from dublin ireland founded by friends rob and charlie in uh, 2018, Emporium started as a creative project aimed at contributing to Dublin's growing street we're seeing. What's the story, boys? Yes, sir. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for coming up. We really do appreciate it. And by the way, well done on reading there, by the way. I know. Yeah. Killed, it. Killed, super killed it. It was a bit yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was I a got the week... about section on the website. <laughs> there was a couple of weeks ago where we had Jill and Jill on and I was doing the intro and I... We did it a couple of times because I just kept, <laughs> I can't read and like, you know, look you in the eye. I wanted to obviously like look yeah, right yeah, at yeah. you. And I was like, nah. couldn't do it. Three or four times. This man was on me from day dot. Like he was like, oh, sweating over there. And instantly you feel so like. You, you've taken over. Uh, yeah. No, no, we do. We swap we every do week. week by week. Like, you <laughs> know no, what that's I mean? cool. That was, that was my first time reading something out. Well not, done on reading. I just go on the fly. <laughs> I could never read in front of people when I was a kid, by the way. I can never yeah. read full stop. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah never got around to that one. <laughs> I still struggle. Yeah. Don't ask me to spell orange. I can't even do it. Dyslexia creator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, lovely having you guys up. Thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, visit us in our studio. Sorry if you hear music in the background. Uh, I don't know what's going on no, over Lemo's, there. Lemo's gave us the all clear. The cover band next door the ball. can't be heard. <laughs> well, yeah. What was the icebreaker you wanted to have a quick chat about? Well, first, we'll say thanks to Pablo for coming up last week. Oh, Oh, Pablito, yeah. yeah, nice yeah. Pablo uh, came up and gave us a 10% of his story. 10%, yeah. So we might have to do a part two. Um, Pablo is an Irish artist. Do you from, know about Pablo, by the way? Hear I, Pablo Kush? I yes. interviewed Pablo for a magazine that doesn't exist anymore when I was like 18. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. For real? So we must know you. Uh, somewhat, yeah. He's a bit of a character, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely <laughs> mad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Man. had some stories. So yeah, now look, we always appreciate people coming up and giving us their time. Their time. Same to you as boys, but yeah. Yeah, I did have a little bit of an icebreaker. So yeah, as I mentioned before on the podcast, and I'm let just boys know, we do a little icebreaker just to kind of get the conversation flowing, kind of ease into the the pod a little bit. So I was thinking today, and um, because you are in the fashion industry, what is your fashion ick? Is that art and like styles or stuff that people do? I'll kick it off because I have mine straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, I don't mind brand mixing, like mixing brands, you know what I mean? But see when people wear like a Nike jumper and a pair of Adidas bottoms, it's like they're too big of competitors. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Nike socks and like a, a new an Adidas jumper. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's killed by me. Fair, but yeah, like yeah. just... But you respect the competition. The big layer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, these, these like yeah, brands, New Balance like. and Adidas. I don't have no qualms it's with that. Ju- it's just the Nike Adidas one. Yeah, just yeah. Nike and Adidas. If you see yeah. someone wearing Nike shoes or vice versa, Adidas socks, you're like... Yeah, get a grip. Yeah, Grow up, grow up. Yeah, it's like, I just... Yeah, I can't. I if you're gonna do it, just I know. be sometimes like I have both brands, mm-hmm. and I put on say a pair of Adidas tracksuit bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing I'll do is put on Nike runners. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, and it's like all I have is Nike runners. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got <laughs> so too I much of that shit. Adidas tracksuit bottoms. No, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But that's <laughs> it. No, that's a serious one though as well. Like I'm always like, no, I'm gonna stay loyal to this brand. Yeah. Today, like this is Adidas day or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm never yeah. gonna cross over. Mine actually, I was thinking about this on the way up because yeah. we kind of had mentioned it. I don't like when people wear jeans and just flip flops. Like I just think fucking throw on some shoes. <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Especially. No, do you mean like 
what's that brand called? Birkenstocks. No, no Birkenstocks even Birk, like yeah. proper yeah. fucking like, like um, proper flip flops. Proper yeah. just flip flops and jeans and maybe like Havana's, a t-shirt. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Havianas. Havianas. You have to be very European to pull that off. <laughs> no. Very no. continental. <laughs> it's very, it is very continental. That's the word. Like, But I'm just like, like come on. Like in work. A lot of people just fucking roll out on that <laughs> shit. And I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, just throw on some fucking... Like, wear shorts, then, if that's mm. how you're going to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Commit like, to one look or the other. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Don't just fucking half-arse it. Yeah, because I, I just... I'd have flip-flops on holidays. Like Exactly. Like, I, yeah, can't, yeah. I wouldn't be able to wear a pair of them down the street, like in Dublin. No. <laughs> or like like Yeezy slides <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. You wear them with socks, shorts, that's a good buzz. Yeah. yeah. I have a pair of the, the Birkenstock clogs. Yo, and like yeah. I've got out the door a couple of times and oh, looked yeah. down and went, what am I doing? I turned around. <laughs> not it's not. Me. It's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, tough yeah. to pull off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever feel like self-conscious as well? Sometimes when you're wearing like something that's new and like you, you know yourself. Oh, I haven't worn this before. Like, let's say you're going out to meet people, right? right. I remember a while back, and I was wearing a pair of like I would never wear like kind of like beige trousers, and I felt really <laughs> self-conscious. And I walked, and I was like, oh, I know this is going to be a shocking look, maybe because I'm always in black or grey or something. And I was like, you know, you can see people's eyes look down and be like, oh, he's wearing something new. And like, oh, shit. Like, just oh, me judging you straight away. Yeah, not, yeah. Oh, there's no, nothing worse than you don't know whether you like it yet. You know, exactly. like, like first time and you, you're not 100 percent sure on the thing yeah, you yeah. bought. And you walk out of the house and you're still kind of like checking yourself yeah, out. Like, yeah. am I good? So yeah, I, that's I, it, do literally. That. I do that. Yeah. See these cargos that I have on now. I bought these about two years ago. Hmm. When and they were in Top Man, like Top Man was still around. I bought mm-hmm. them in Top God Man Jarvis, and I had like a, a fucking a gift card, and I was like, Do you know what? I'm buying something a bit different because back then I was wearing like skinny jeans still or whatever, mm-hmm. or like I hadn't kind of branched out to the wide foot leg fit. And I bought them, and I swear to God, boys, they sat on me wardrobe for a year, a year and a half. They're the best pieces, though. And then I finally, back to them. I finally said, fuck, I'm going to try these on with a pair of runners. And I was like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I love you now have a new pair of trousers. I don't have to go out and buy any. <laughs> I'm only coming into the Cargo's game. I was always looking for life, like, bet on. <laughs> like, I'm talking about, like, you know, ladies' top shop. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tough watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, cards out to about here. Yeah, like, you know, when I don't have anything, like... But um, I, I bought a pair of really baggy jeans recently. I sent a photo to him. I was like, Oh, these are for me, bro. He's like begging me to like wear them, and I'm like, get it out. They're too, they're too wide. I don't know if I can commit mm-hmm. to them, but as you were saying, I'll come back to them at some point. But like, yeah. when and me. when do you get around to it? Yeah. I feel I'll like I'll photo. Do do please. I'll be I'll be you. Or I won't actually. Oh, <laughs> no. reply. Oh, uh, I feel like I also always correlate like new dangerous outfit with doing something silly. Like, yeah. I feel like if you're going on a date or something, you're like, oh, yeah. wear something fresh. You get out the door, yeah. and it's like, wait. I can't be doing both things I'm kind of anxious about at the same time yeah. you need to stick to something nah, yeah those festivals are when you step out of your comfort oh, yeah. zone because mm. oh, everyone's I'll... just on the balls and you can just open shorts yeah yeah okay. <laughs> I don't even care like, don't yeah. me. so do you have any fashion icks now that you're kind you of sitting there thinking about yeah, it I don't, I, um, get into that. don't be afraid just, just from like I don't know it's a tough question but like to- <laughs> off the top of the head like from places I've worked previously when I was a kid working through college and stuff like right. just seeing people wearing like designer for the sake of wearing designer yeah, yeah, is like yeah. one of my biggest ones like you'd see somebody and they're wearing like they're wearing the skinnies from some fast fast fashion place a beat up pair of whatever shoes and they're wearing like a like thousand euro jumper or something yeah, or they're yeah. carrying the Louis Vuitton bag and yeah, it's like yeah. look man like spread it out a you little say, bit you say like, two months for that jumper like, yeah you know, like you, you could union loan you, you could have yeah I don't know man like yeah I used to work I worked in Dior for like about five months before I decided it was too much and just left but we're talking people are coming in buying like four thousand euro handbags in yeah. Penny's jeans and you're like 
Fuck, man. Get your priorities straight. You could I'm have like 20 yeah. pairs of Carhartt jeans and change, you know? Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the. F- it's mad because we know people that walk around Thomas as well and like the amount of money that does be spent in that place. Oh, crazy. Oh, it's crazy. We get caught in it. We, that's how we met. We yeah, we, we both worked together in Brown Thomas. Oh, sweet. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to ask that. Where did that kind of come from? So it was Brown Thomas, yeah. yeah. Was yeah, it yeah, Christmas yeah. temps or something like that? Like, or? Um, so I was working there already. Um, we used to work in Offspring um, oh, back right. in the days when Offspring was actually a decent shoe shop. And uh, <laughs> around the around when it started, we, I was working there, and Charlie's just come into the shop all the time, um, and like hang around for ages chatting. So eventually, we figured it'd be a good idea to just get him a job there because yeah, he's spending yeah. so much time in there anyway. Um, so that be was, me. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, we had some good rackets going in there. That was good, uh, good little spot to work for yeah. a while. Yeah, it's nice. To, how long were we there together? Years, man, like three, three two, three years mm, before you long. left to Lucerne. Yeah, when I moved to Switzerland, um, must have been. I think I was there for about two years. Yeah, I'd say two years. Nice. Yeah, that's like like how the three, three of us, us yeah, together yeah. as well. I think those type of relationships are like like. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not like you're like you're. What you call it? You've t- so much time standing beside each other. You have to exactly. talk about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, got to be coming up with schemes or plans for something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. like literally how me and him, me and Limo started a band. It was literally. I remember one of the first times he came in. He just was like, "Oh, I'm gonna put on this album upstairs," and it was Magic Potion by the Black Keys. And as soon as he came, I was like, "Fucking great <laughs> shout!" Like, yeah. And the two friends. of us were just like, "Yes, pal." And that was yeah. it. Like, do you know what I mean? You just find that kind of that kindred spirit, like yeah. in with people you work with sometimes. And at least yeah. what I was going to say before, like as well. Like your your childhood mates are obviously like who you yeah. kind of grew up with, but like you kind of find like your working friends are more alike. You're mm. more like minded, I might say. Like you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. to an extent. Like, yeah, that's, so I always I, think that's kind of. I've said that in the past because like you literally when your your workmates there's like what was it five six years we used to see each other every single day. Every day of the week. Like your your mates. It's you ever heard that like there's like a meme or whatever. It's like you never for. The, the last time you finished going out to play, like you never realize when that exactly. is yeah. with your mates, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like your, your, your mates that you grew up with, obviously they stick by and you're around and blah, 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 whatever. But like your work friends at a point where you're kind of say 18 to 24, 25 and college you're friends as well, they're like f- yeah. at your first adult fucking yeah. friendships, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas your mates from obviously kids is obviously from kids, but um, yeah, to, I, I, I've always said the top man is definitely best friends from work, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like for us, like BT was a lot the same for us. Like in our section in Offspring, like two of the lads we worked there with probably were some of the most influential people outside of me and Charlie and like helping us build the brand, you know? Yeah. Like well, yeah. whether it be modeling for the brand or just like generally believing in us, like Yeah, yeah. And they're people who you like respect the opinion of. So exactly yeah. people yeah. like that, yeah. Like a lot of creative minds as well come into these high places as well. Yeah. Like like yeah. most of the people that we know as well are gone on to be like actors photographers whatever like you know what i mean you, you find that kind of well yeah. that creative space is like you know within that culture what, yeah what, what was brown to like because obviously we walked in top man so that was a bit like i don't know obviously brown thomas has that kind of pop uh, reputation say, of yeah. being like a high-end star was it like rowdy behind yeah, the scenes yeah, like back, back behind the scenes yeah. top man was quite yeah, 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 quite, months, yeah. yeah I think there was a bit of a bit of an edge to it especially since we didn't work for Brown Thomas yeah, we, we worked, worked for, for the sessions, sessions. Yeah, yeah. kind of do whatever we wanted <laughs> for... it felt a bit like us against them in some yeah, regards yeah. like their managers 
like obviously you have kind of the final say over concessions but like sure. you never really wanted to just be like giving into stuff they're saying yeah and yeah we started out with, too yeah we, yeah exactly <laughs> we started out with a manager who was really saying really cool and um took really good care of like his staff you know so when bt asked for whatever they wanted there'd be a good bit of pushback and we'd get yeah. something that was kind of in the middle and then we got a manager who was not so like that and um you know within maybe a month of him starting they were like okay you boys have to wear all black when you're coming into work and it was summer yeah, and we were like yeah. look like we're not doing that no we're, we're working in a sneaker department like you want yeah, us to yeah, wear like yeah. like like half business like smart casual yeah, smart, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. kind of all black and um there was actually a day we were out in a shoot for one of our first like like our first like kind of collection-y thing where we had more than a couple pieces dropping and charlie was supposed to be in work um so he goes into work like well you're like an hour late this is when we were shooting in um, <laughs> gardner street an hour late and all white all white head to toe <laughs> like i just okay. perfect you look fresh like, bro like you yeah. know what i mean like you want me to sell your shit i'll sell your shit like yeah. you know what i mean but the manager was I'm, there who must have just been like man like that guy fucking sucked he sucks so bad <laughs> name but it was at the same time <laughs> oh, oh, nah, nah, at the same time like a couple of years yeah <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, though, I was doing like the most sales by like competitive yeah, yeah, distance yeah. in that yeah, place, yeah. and he'd come in and be like, "What's going on, Charlie?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I I won't go out and sell shoes. Yeah, I'll stay yeah. in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't force me, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're selling like sneakers as well, exactly. Like, like, you there should have be a some sort of like, mm, But he yeah. he was doing more than the full timers on a part time. Like during I'm college years, he was selling more than the full timers. So I was I was like at this point, I was his supervisor. So, like, in theory, I'm supposed to be, like, managing him when the manager's <laughs> there. So, when the manager leaves, me and all my friends who work there are yeah, just like, yeah. this is class. Sell loads of shoes, calls no problems, grant. Yeah. And then the manager would come in and just, for no reason, be like, you know when you have, like, a bad manager and they yeah. feel like they need to, like, they, they, like, do things control. for the sake of doing things because yeah. they want to seem like a manager. It's, like, yeah. the hallmark of bad management. He'd do shit like that. Yeah. So, like, he'd be a great man for a bit of, kind of, protest <laughs> here and there. Do you remember the chocolate story? Oh, what happened with the chocolate story? <laughs> such a rogue reference needs, point. That wasn't even a chocolate play. story. It was just me showing up really hungover one day, him buying the team chocolates and eating half of every single one and leaving <laughs> the other half in the box. <laughs> so, so that was that was, like, that was so a closing. Cool. That was a closing shift. And the manager comes in, or the assistant manager comes in the next day, or the other supervisor who took her job much more seriously than yeah. me came in and sold them and was just like, "What the fuck." is wrong with you guys and I was like what are you talking about (laughs) I I, I have absolutely no idea what you're saying she was like Robbie you were on the clothes last night with Charlie and I was like yeah man I oh could have been anybody Jesus this this raccoon came in (laughs) he was hungry man day day staff are always walking into our section yeah gotta be the day staff that was like me and Top Man I used to be TL and I'd rock in on a Sunday hung over and I'd say to like I don't know I'll say Jamie Crudders or whatever yeah I'm like yeah you'll just run the shop for the day I don't care I'll be upstairs I'd just sit up in the office pretend and I'm doing the when they used answers. to bring in the sweets on the fucking Christmas as well, like you know, what I mean, we'd be out the back or just packing them up. These, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm missing all the stock lists and stuff like that. Then falling asleep on the fucking yeah, yeah. jeans piles yeah. that we have out there. to look after it. Yeah, yeah. Was, was all in there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just how it goes in these kind of retailers. Like the job's so yeah. shit that you don't so have shit. you don't have enough like incentive to actually try and do exactly. It now, yeah, but you have just enough incentive trying, to show up. They kept trying to give us like recognition points and all. Like you have twenty Stuff recognition that. points now. You can, can you get, give me like, some recognition money? Exactly. Yeah, more money. The longer you work there and the more they want you to do stuff the less goes like oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I love when they used to bring you in for those like what's your three year plan and <laughs> yeah. I'd be like 
leave? Like, yeah. I'm going as soon as I get another job. Like, yeah, I used to when I started there. I was like, okay, I want to work in the head office of somewhere like a like a like an offspring. So I'll try really yeah. hard, and then hopefully at some point, um, someone from like one of the buying teams who visit over, I can talk to them, and they'll be like, oh look, he's he's in college, he's got a sterling reputation, all that. So try that, and they kind of fobbed me off after yeah. saying like they would try and sort something. And uh, once that was through, I was like, okay, silly season. All <laughs> oh, the empty yeah, promises, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, man, like, we, <laughs> exactly. yeah, we, we, had a little, bad, we had a little bit of resun going for a while, which was, like, significantly more profitable than working there. Yeah. Oh, for real, yeah. So, oh, oh well, you made There's a period where I was making there. more money there than I do now. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally, Full dude. Long. We made, like, like, we're talking there was months where we were just making, like, several thousand euro. Yeah. Mm. And, like, it was easy. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. And then eventually Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then eventually like, was, Ryan. He's serious. The the manager at the time and then she kind of copped on and we were just like and like the thing was as well, like, so everything was getting paid for, everything was getting paid for the amount it should be. So as far as the business is concerned, like they're getting their money, everything's yeah. cool. In fact they're having to deal with less nonsense. Right. Nothing ever gets returned from those sales. Yeah, yeah. Very convenient. Um and then eventually they kinda of caught on and I got a disciplinary been like, yo, if you do something like again you're out of here and i was like oh i was really freaked and then eventually i was like wait a second i don't even work here so uh, just moved to another place and i'm like yeah okay that was class good times thanks appreciate it yeah yeah but uh, yeah now that the fucking the department stores and stuff I, w- I wouldn't have ever imagined being able to walk in like brown thomas or anything like that because i actually interviewed for brown thomas. it was just so big like i felt with top man was like a family like a little family you know what i mean yeah it was kind of like, like that it was kind of like, like that in the in like in the concession yeah. when you get into your search yeah but yeah, i mean yeah. like you know like i would like even i remember when i used to go around me around the top shop around on Stephen's Green yeah. and I wouldn't have really known every single girl there because there was like 80 staff or whatever whereas in Top Man was like what 12 of us mm-hmm. for the whole store you know what I mean that was it so you'd be sit- I'd be sitting in the canteen eating me me lunch or whatever and like say one girl I knew I'd be like oh hey what's up and she'd just go over and sit with her mates and I'd be yeah. like just sit here and eat me pasta or whatever like you yeah. know what I mean yeah. I feel like there's a difference if you're like a number in somewhere like Google if you're making bank yeah. but if you're, you're your number on like minimum wage you're like what am I doing <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean I could rather just do this somewhere else with nicer people yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah it's funny the mindset too like it took me until like pretty recently as like an adult to look back at that time and be like there was times where I was working there like the time when they basically caught us and were like you guys are in so much trouble like the current <laughs> version of myself would have just been like cool yeah exactly like i'm yeah. out of here yeah. and eventually it got to the point like there was a day where um i had already taken another job in another part of the building working in the stock room of a lady so and the manager came in and he'd like i basically decided i wasn't going to tell him where i was moving to yeah i was like i'm out of here here's my notice great working with you i'll be out of here in four weeks um i'm gonna work my contract minimum for those four weeks which is 16 hours um but i'll do you a solid and if you need me to do a few extra shifts here and there like i'll do it and he was like oh could you work 30 hours and i was like ah you know what yeah fuck it i'll do 30 hours yeah, no problem yeah, yeah so i'm down for 30 hours the next four weeks and uh make it to probably like the one week mark of that notice period and i'm coming to work on the dart and i'm like man i really do not want to fucking work this notice period <laughs> and i was like oh but i, I do want a reference so fuck it I'll, yeah whatever shut up i'll go to work so i'm going into work and he's just found out that i've moved to this other shoe section he emails hr for the company and they're basically like, I mean, you could say it's conflict of interest, so you could just oh. investigate him. So I come into work and he like corners me and he's like, so you're moving to a competitor? And I was like, um, <laughs> well, like, bro, I'm moving to a ladies shoe shop that's one yeah. floor up from here. So I don't really know. Like, I wouldn't really say that. And he was like, well, HR found out and they're very mad. So we have one of two solutions here. Either you can be investigated for the rest of the time you're here 
or today can be your last day. And I was like, cool. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Sure. See you later, man. See you I'm, later. I'm, like, I'm turning around to walk out. And he's like, could you work the rest of the day? Though? No. I, I, I'm like, some little part of me was just like, it would be kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I could just do everything wrong. Yeah, cool. No worries. So I just sat there for like, I worked like a full close and was just putting boxes back in the wrong place on purpose. Oh, and like okay. undercharging people and well, just. Like, what? Like, I know, I'm sure you, the two boys here, will know the person that are people that i'm talking about why do people get such like in the bag about being a tl or a super boy yeah you know, a little, little bit of control man like, like, like they would be the, power the same trip. level as us yeah like they'd be sales assistants with us and then they get jump up to tl and i've done that as well but when i went tl i was like right i'm looking after all the boys now exactly mm. you're not whereas gonna... everyone else was like oh, i need the trying company. to be a boss like yeah, i'm like yeah, you're not a boss yeah, yeah. Me face like telling me what to do. Like, stories I'm about you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like it's like, bro, like you, you, like you, the manager. You are making like twenty four thousand euros this year. All right, bro. Like chill, yeah, exactly. chill out. Yeah, like that's just yeah. above minimum wage, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just I hate that about people, man. It's I was I was just like, oh, just it keep... is that thing though when they get it, what you're saying, power trip. It's legit that sort of thing. And what you were saying though previously was like, if I had been the sort of person I am now when I was like, I gave like. Well, seven years to that place. Mm. Now, like looking back, I was like, "What the fuck, idiot for giving this so long?" <laughs> like legit, like yeah. I, mean, like, I, I was there about three and a half years of work. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? But like, it's like I, I kind of get mad as like, oh, I'm kind of doing what I want now. If I only had that kind of thought process before, I would have mm. been, you know, I would have yeah. been a little bit more confident. Maybe, yeah, make yeah. that leap. That yeah. is the process, though. Yeah. That is the process. That is the process. That's yeah. what you have to go through. You go well. in all, all high and looking forward to this new job, and then after the years, I just go down, down, down. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, when I was there, this. like towards year seven, I was literally just like, I'm sitting up on this, fucking looking out the window, fuck everybody. Yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck that fella looking for a 36 regular or whatever it is yeah, yeah. See you later, like. it's all good while it's fun and shit and yeah, then yeah. you kind of eventually start realizing like okay there is no real reason for me to stay here if I could exactly. go to something better like if there was loyalty going both ways here my pay would increase every year yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah pay rises like that's the yeah. only i was that's all i was always saying to like managers and all they're like oh how do we boost him around like pay us more give us literally. more like yeah. that's literally, literally it's help, that like, easy like yeah every christmas they used to give us like a selection box euro. like yeah. of chocolate you know what no I mean? 20 euro one for all and you're like <laughs> not even yeah and you know how much the store turns over in fairness though top man was like sinking at the end oh, like, yeah, yeah, we used there till the end yeah, no, well, no I wasn't, I wasn't no. No, no I literally got out and went, just about, no. I didn't even have a job lined out I was like you're just like peace I'm gone like yeah. it's like Christmas Luke time was. I was like see it I'm off this ship like yeah. mm. legit it was like I'll find something in January or something like that yeah Actually, fucking man yeah. Period, yeah like just chill like yeah, because it had gotten so bad, like you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. But no, pretty much after that, it was the same shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like so the, dead, dead. like that submarine. Oh, 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 oh too The rent on uh, Grafton Street was like one point six million or something for Top Man. Fucking and hell. it wasn't it wasn't making anywhere near that a year. So really, it's like yeah, yeah. Holy heard about shit. That, Years before that, like there was a manager that came to us and it's like it's not looking good for the future for this. To be there, to be there is like six years. Before it eventually Smart. went, there'd be days where we go to H&M. I was like, oh, yeah, there'd be days where we'd only pull in about four grand. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes so, in the mornings, like from good. like nine till two, you'd be like, 
Yeah, just stand euro. around there and fuck yeah, two for fifteen. And then shirts. someone would come in. Then someone would come <laughs> in with a four hundred euro suit, and we'd be back into the negative. Like yeah, no, no, we, yeah, we yeah. had days when I worked in the ladies section off Spring because it opened first. We had days near the start where that, or not even near the start, like half, like few years in, where it would like pull like a negative every so often. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, Jesus, man, like what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, what the fuck are they doing here? This is no. I'm, I'm getting paid, you know. Like you guys are not. Yeah, yeah. And just on the create, we'll get back into kind of yourselves a little bit now instead mm-hmm. of ranting on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for yourselves, like as a creative partnership, like how did that kind of form and what was the initial kind of idea for like, listen, we're going out to start our own business, obviously with your like background in sales and stuff like that. Was it just one day that you were just like, look, I'm going to give this a chance. I know the brand itself started as a kind of, you know, a pop up for other brands and stuff mm. like that. But when was that kind of decision for you two to be like, oh, look, listen, we're going to give this a shot? Um, probably like a little while after we started doing the event, like initially that was a pop-up that I did in Tele Vintage. And that was just me inviting a bunch of people basically to pop up in a space yeah. until he gave it to us for free. Um, but pretty soon after that, like Charlie came to me and he wanted to do some t-shirts more or less. Like we started out really simply, you know, we were kids, we still are kids. But we were kids and we wanted to kind of build on what the event already was by doing something like basically event merch, you know, like that first t-shirt we did was effectively event merch and it sold out. Is that the fresh shuffles? And no, no, it's, it's, a, like it's one of like a Chanel bottle t-shirt or something. Oh, Chanel bottle the, t- two EEs, was it? Mm, this is way back. back. Way yeah, back you way. might find it on like the Instagram tag post or something, but it's yeah, literally yeah. like a rip of a Chanel bottle from an old magazine. This is important. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, the first one I actually seen was the, you know, the ones yeah, that fresh, fresh fruity, fresh produce. Fresh fruit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we did that and then we did like a, you know, we restocked it, sold it again, did a couple... Uh, did another colorway, sold out of that. Did like a couple more designs, sold out of those. And then we were like, okay, we kind of have something here. What was the second design? Uh, the, around the world too. I forgot that existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was really adamant so on that. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we also never really thought about it as a business, you know, like especially near the start, like for the first ages, it was more so about like just trying to build a brand and yeah. build like something that we were proud of in terms of what we're putting out um, graphically, quality-wise, yeah, exactly. community-wise. I think thinking about things as an actual business has become more necessary in the last while because we want to figure out how to actually do it like full time. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's not like we're here to try and make loads of money, but at a point I would like to be able to (laughs) make enough to survive. Exactly. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was, it's really, it was always more of like a creative pursuit and like a passion project kind of thing. And if we can make that passion. And like, was it, was it two years where like, what was there? Cause I remember me and you, we, we were sitting in the pub and we're like, we should start the podcast. Like what was the first initial kind of, oh, we were on the cans in like Trinity. <laughs> were we on the beers? I think I said it to you at one point at like that first tell the pop, I was like, we should do a t-shirt. And you were like, Oh, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And then like a couple of days later, I was like, we should do a t-shirt. You're like, no. And I was like, what if we did this t-shirt? Like, Maybe we could try to one. <laughs> one. Okay. And then we could drop it at the event. And then we did. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. But no, it was all like really slow um, to start just because we, again, we were like, we were kids. We didn't yep. really know what we we're doing and it's all being kind of an exercise and learning. Again, on that standing beside someone for eight hours a day in a store, you get to talk and think yeah, about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like we could be, if we stayed in Offspring, maybe important would be way bigger. All that thinking hours. Possibly. <laughs> well, I need some thinking hours back. They need to give me some hours back. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, no, that was kind of how it all started. Um, and we were 18 and 19 then. That was back in like 2018. 
Um, But the first time, like, we started taking things really, really seriously in terms of, like, trying to develop properly was probably mid-2020. We had a lot of hands. COVID, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We gave you a lot of kind of time to obviously suss things out as well. Yeah, and we we found our manufacturer in Paris um, in, like, January that year. And we were like, oh, we get in touch. And then we did just before the whole COVID thing actually happened. Um, So we had a drop of hoodies made out with them. Um, That was, like, our first, like, fully cut and sewn product. We had control over every part of it. And that was when we started, like, doing stuff, like, that's kind of the jumping off point in my mind for yeah. when we became yeah. like a real brand. Um, so it's been developing pretty quick since then. And we only had 400 followers when we ported those hoodies. We spent like four grand. So it was like all the money <laughs> we made. Yeah. That's crazy all behavior. The, all, all the money we had. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Who let us do that? So stupid. Yeah, so was, stupid. Yeah, so like, looking back on it, it was like, yeah, a bit of a leap of faith, I guess. But it was all the money we'd made off all the things we dropped previously. Yeah. So we just oh, put okay. all of it out Kept on these re- hoodies. Like, because, we could, we yeah, and, and, like the minimum we could order was like 100 and that was like as low as you could possibly go and the yeah. manufacturer was still kind of like i kind of fuck you guys yeah but yeah yeah we yeah. were able to get 100 out of this really good manufacturer shout so. out to land shout out to um, was that yeah. the embo art logo sorry i shouldn't be asking all the important questions <laughs> no uh, do it and the uh, emblem logo Emblem logo. Oh, uh, the W with the. Yeah. Yes. Great yes. hoodie. With the signatures. Yeah. Yeah. Signatures. Really signatures. Nice signatures. signatures. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. that. How, how this works is that Charlie thinks about everything visually, and I think about everything in terms of like narrative and right. name. Yeah, yeah. So to like communicate those two yeah. completely yeah. different ways yeah, of thinking yeah. can That's sometimes literally, take I think in well. every partnership there's yeah. that like do you know what I mean there's that in our relationship as well like me and yeah. Liam's relationship in the band and stuff like that like you need that. You need a yin and yang. Like, yeah. do you know yeah. what I, I mean? I feel like, like um, I like get an idea in my head. I'll construct it. And then in a week, I'll give it to Robbie. <laughs> and like, it'll make sense enough that Robbie can either be like, yes or no. And then I'll have forgotten what idea is yeah, Robbie's yeah. yes. And we'll like have ordered all of our clothes. And I'll arrive and I'll be like, wow, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh, really well. it, it'll be a week out from the thing arriving. And he'll be like, Wait, did we do that graphic? And I'm like, yeah, we, we ordered like hundreds. <laughs> you don't remember of them. this? And he's like, oh, really? We oh, and do we do this one? It's like, no, we decided we wouldn't do that one. He's like, fuck, damn it, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, it'll be collection. will hit a store. Yeah, and he, we might be like in the store, and he's like, oh shit, we did those. Oh, that's crazy. God, my shit <laughs> is so fresh. Like, <laughs> yeah. I did this. Who did that? Oh wait, I did that. I can definitely relate to Charlie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it works because like the way that he thinks I'm incapable of thinking that like, yeah, exactly, like you know yeah, that yeah. like visual way so like yeah. if it was two me's running this everything would be boring and we'd be screwed Yeah, and if it was two Charlies running the thing it'd be really fun but it'd be on fire all the time <laughs> two Charlies running this thing we wouldn't run yeah, this yeah, thing run I want the two Charlies <laughs> that sounds awesome <laughs> and yeah. before like obviously as we're walking in Brown Thomas um, do you have any background in fashion I remember you know you were saying before you weren't even mm. doing that and Charlie you are doing no, I was fashion. studying I studied mechanical engineering but I did um, like through school and college I only chose real when you can choose subjects I was doing all the weird drawing yeah, yeah. ones and, uh, and art yeah <laughs> and like in college I was doing any sort of 3D design or like modules I could take okay. so I was kind of if I had an opportunity to do something that wasn't maths in college I, t- <laughs> I took it <laughs> yeah yeah what about yourself? Uh, man, I did geography and sociology yeah. at university. Like, so it literally all just stemmed from walking in Brown Thomas together. Kind of did. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, definitely. There was no fashion in the back 
like you didn't you know what I mean it's um, like us. we should we do a really tacky t-shirt based off that <laughs> like thanks to Offspring or something <laughs> cheers Brown, Brown Thomas yeah. Brown, Brown Thomas <laughs> just just in the the face. Corner of somewhere, like, I've, I've just trademarked that no one else can do that yeah. <laughs> but um I have a week uh, to trademark because I was live next week <laughs> um I didn't like um I didn't have much of a background in fashion or anything myself really but like I played basketball growing up and at like say 16, 17 got my first job and got really obsessed with sneakers like basketball yeah. sneakers to start yeah yeah um because i was playing really seriously and you know like when you're playing in a like the irish basketball leagues you're not exactly much going on so you're playing in a skills league you see another kid wearing a pair of actual like proper basketball shoes and yeah. like layup lines you're like okay he's probably pretty good Jordan so, yeah. <laughs> oh, even just like you know whatever the new kobe's were and yeah. my parents like dude, cool. just really frugal so they never would have bought me anything that wasn't the cheap thing in sports direct yeah yeah so, it wasn't like, christmas time <laughs> so i was playing for the leinster team and i was showing up in like you know shoes that most people would be like yeah all right buddy <laughs> so as soon as i got the clerks i was in like you know when nike makes shoes that almost look like fakes of the good nike shoes yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. i was in like those for my whole or like the and ones that cost yeah. 18 euro kind of stuff um total 50s when, I, of when 90s. I got the when i got the break, <laughs> yeah, man, like, uh, yeah. i would have yeah. fought for a pair of those <laughs> <laughs> That's when i finally got the bread though like at long last from working for a whole summer i spent like all of it on sneakers yeah nice. uh, and at first it was just like performance shoes like all the kobe's and then i was like wait what about the shoes I wear when I'm not playing basketball? Yeah, yeah. What about all these? What about yeah. all the Jordans? So like, I just bought a stupid amount of Jordans and then eventually, you know, I was going to college and I was going towards first year and I was like, what about the things I wear that aren't the shoes? Yeah, yeah. Shit. So like, it really took a while, but it was all really stemming from sneakers for me. Yeah. And like a lot of the inspiration of what I'm interested in is based around like, kind of the vintage um sportswear looks that would be like associated with american basketball teams yeah, and like the, the 90s and stuff like that yeah, yeah like yeah. all the like my brother would have saved vhs tapes um and stuff like that that i would have watched growing up of like larry bird uh warming up in like right, the celtics yeah. warm-ups and oh, all their yeah, logos yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, all yeah. just like really vintage yeah and that, that was the kind of stuff i was really interested in yeah so then, yeah because i was yeah. gonna say like i was looking at the website earlier and it is has that kind of varsity kind of look the yeah. emporium going across like yeah, yeah. so we can i can recognize that it's kind of based on american kind of basketball yeah it's like our look at like like americana through an irish lens you know and like yeah, vintage yeah, through an irish lens through yeah. our lens um, but that kind of new way kind of feel of yeah yeah like like kind of new age vintage almost but yeah. that's kind of a little played out at this point but like you know it's, it's kind of the the varsity look is kind of yeah. one of the core ones i think for us yeah yeah, um, yeah for sure and of course you're saying mentioning total vintage as well so we are obviously kind of in that space around dublin as well yeah yeah like yeah. um the guy who runs televintage um guy called Aiba, is a yeah, really no, good man. friend yeah really good friend of ours and has given us like a lot of advice through the yeah. last forever but like we know him kind of through our interest in vintage yeah, um, yeah so yeah. Really he's doing cool really guy. well for himself as well oh, that, man, yeah. he's fucking killing it yeah man. yeah they have yeah. that new uh the what's it the premium store they've got the oh, designer yeah. store, designer store corner. Sorry, yeah. yeah really cool pen corner, yeah mad yeah, yeah, mad yeah. space to open oh, up oh i fucking used to love the pen corner as well i used to buy phyllo faxes in that fucking place <laughs> yeah Legit, like. but they killed the setup on that so well man and like no one deserves success more than i am man he works really yeah. ridiculously hard yeah. Oh, man, yeah super good guy yeah yeah yeah, really yeah. Good dude. <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say as well like on the design aspect of stuff was that where you kind of come into that yeah and you would send ideas to himself yeah yeah i kind of guess i like I normally get a design to like 90% and then Robbie logics, yeah. logics it from an Emporium standpoint, really? sends okay. it back to me. He's like, <laughs> yeah, this like... works, that works. 
what are you doing with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's go again. And, yeah. and for you, is it more like, would you do like sketches or like, is it kind of computer based? Yeah. Um, I feel like I pick up my my, my like ideas in the most random thoughts <laughs> or places. So I, I have a weird thing where I'll try really, really, really poorly sketch. Right. You know, when you take a photo on Instagram and they let you like draw on it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take like a black photo on Instagram. If I've like a thought, like do the worst drawing ever, and find it on my phone a couple of days later and be like, yes, I'll put that onto a computer. Maybe I'll do a sketch in between. Not always. I'm not great at sketching. Yeah. If I'm yeah. like in a sketching zone where I've done a couple of recently, I'm like, I can do this. And if I haven't in a while, I'm like, yeah. I can't do this. Well, all you really need is a template. You give it to the, exactly, the, yeah. the graphic designers and they yeah. look after it then, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, also sometimes like I'm, I'm a terrible designer when it comes to like technical <laughs> ability. So like I'll do the worst version of an idea on Illustrator send it to Charlie and be like, can you do this, but good. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll come back better. and it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah. completely redone, but it'll be good. So yeah. Um, but I think like I kind of, my role when it comes to design is like making sure that stuff fits a through line, like the right. narrative of our brand. Cause that's like my main interest is narrative and like mm-hmm. making sure that things make it's sense. It's cohesive with what you're trying to put across. Yeah. And stuff exactly. Like yeah. And like Charlie is like unbelievable cracking stuff out, but sometimes it's like, when you just follow an ideas, you don't necessarily always refer back to the through line. So like when yeah. we kind I get, of I get so sour. I get so sour when I when I'm like killing something that's <laughs> like it's amazing and I've got all this joy and bring it to Robbie and he's so blind. He's like, no, that sucks. I'm like, what do you what <laughs> do you mean? Like, I feel like cool doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, like it's it's always like I think we've evolved a good bit in how we do it, but it's always been like kind of designing as a conversation. Of course, yeah. yeah. Which is like I think definitely going pretty well for us at the moment so of course yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. like you're head to toe in your shit right here and it's pretty <laughs> fucking sweet like you know what that's I mean? the way it goes yeah that's yeah. also my thing i'm i like i there's Represent. not a day gone by where i have not worn almost like head to toe for him in quite some time which is uh that's yeah. kind of how i want like that's how i'm trying I mean? to live like, the rest of my I life would, yeah i would love to walk around on my own shit like do you know what i mean and just be like yeah this is this is actually my stuff like do you know what i mean yeah. that's fucking sweet as like yeah as he was just saying and as you both were just saying on design aspect as well like i think we me myself and Liam, can relate a lot to that kind of aspect around kind of album covers or like mm-hmm. when we're doing music when we're putting it out this is always the kind of main talking point as well because i'll have all these ideas and i'll throw it at these and then 80 percent doesn't really fit what we're looking for and i'm like oh but you, you just don't see it like you know yeah. what i mean so i know this point when it comes to music yeah we have a much more easygoing approach like yeah. you guys are saying when you write a song or i write a song we bring it to each other and you can make it work together when it comes to fucking artwork <laughs> it's Makes fonts fun. And also, like, we get so bogged down really and want to kill each other. Makes you want to hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> bad. And it's just on that aspect of it, though, because there's songs even I write, and, like, I'll leave space for Liam to finish his own, because he will, like, put stuff into his own words and stuff, like, put his own kind of creative stamp on it. When the artwork is, is concerned, I'll be like, I have all these ideas, and they'll be like, no. Like, just See, scope it down to that. What I think it mostly comes down to is the fact that I'm doing it. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the ideas man I'm like what do we do this what do we do and then he's like fuck that but it is really interesting seeing how like obviously we're in a band so we have a collaborative approach to making music so seeing a different yeah. you know same same yeah. idea different outcome exactly. yeah it's interesting yeah. I feel like yeah. Context kind yeah. Of like. also yeah I work in like a corporate design world as well and it's like imagine trying to argue with someone you don't even really like about a design <laughs> yeah, you've yeah, done oh I know that feeling yeah. hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, likewise, I work in a uh, film production, 
so I deal with like directors and cinematographers and all of this. And it's, again, really interesting to see that collaborative, creative approach come to life in another sense, you know, that's, yeah. so it's really interesting seeing how different people's minds work together. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's exactly it. Yeah. <clears throat> With regards to that, like for me, myself, I kind of go by, like I just think a forced idea is the, the the idea you should run with because if you keep trying to tweak it you're never going to make it perfect you know what I mean like mm. when you came to me forced with the design for the 44 SU I was like yeah I really like that font and then I was like just do a mashup of like pictures of the two of us in the background and I was just like yeah that's cool by me I don't want to do much else like and but you would always be like what if I do this and what if I do that and I'm like no oh, just run with the force man it's all good aesthetic like I like to stand like obviously you want to stand by something that you're proud of and something mm. like that I wouldn't put out something that I wasn't like okay look listen 100% by it like. but that's what I mean by like the force design is co- like and I always say it to you and I, I'd always say to him like right give me a force the force thing you think of when I say this and then he go that and then I'm like yeah right that's cool run with it. yeah run with it like rather than trying to perfect something because if you keep you're just gonna fuck your mind up trying to perfect it, you know what I mean? But that's it, yeah. But like as I said, it's always kind of look. It's all a creative that. process. Yeah, again, you know it's, I mean? like, it's about talking. It's about getting that kind of creative process going and like making sure that's cohesive throughout. And obviously, like important to both of us and the same to yourselves as well, yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, just enough that you stand by it, like yeah. But um, yeah. So based on that, like kind of creative process, how much does kind of quality? of your product like yeah because you mentioned as well because obviously you use like you get it in was it paris you said that that's where you kind uh, of that's where you found our supplier your supplier from yeah, yeah. was that like from the get-go you found him forced that person forced that was a trial and error um i mean like so the the first thing we used to do uh, it's what every brand does more or less when they start out is that we produce on blanks so that's just yeah. you know we were buying russell athletic t-shirts they used to be really good and um, they changed their fit and that's one of the things that really pushed us the loom back in the day. um <laughs> man no the, the russell athletic ones used to be sick they used yeah. to be like like so we, actually, we made a t-shirt we made it a, a, like a copy of that with our manufacturer because russell changed them right. and they made them fit like tight on the sleeves yeah tight yeah. on the body yeah. and we were like okay this is oversized this. for life we're even just like <laughs> yeah. boxy man yeah, we were yeah, like yeah. okay if this is going to be the case we're bone so yeah we took a bunch <laughs> of the old ones we had just sent them out there and we're like i need you to copy this but make it pre-shrunk cotton and make it like a heavier gsm yeah but um like i'm changing the neck up slightly but like basically base it on that so that was like our first cut and sew tee but from like the start it was buying russ athletic blanks figuring out what blanks worked the best to start learning about what screen printing even entailed yeah, yeah um and then kind of running it there and then eventually after a few drops like that we started doing a bit of work on like vintage pieces we bought levi's we rhinestone on the levi's and sold those that'll pop up like vintage levi's and um, 550s which are like the best fitting yeah yeah yeah, Levi, yeah they're sick um, but then yeah we eventually we moved to cut and sew which is basically when you're in control of every aspect of the production so um, you pick your pantones, your weight, any washes, yeah. got all your labels in and everything, which is where I think you kind of start becoming like a real brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is kind of around there. But like there's some brands who still do stuff off very good quality blanks now yeah. um, that are sick as well. But for yeah. us, I felt like, mm. like we felt like that was where we wanted to go in terms yeah. of just having that control. That's like what you're saying. If you want, you want to put your name on something that you're, you stand by, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and we, and we can ensure the quality of it. Yeah. And we can ensure like a lot of different things that, you know you're not necessarily like if a blanks provider that you use just goes out of business you're now like without an identity (laughs) basically like yeah the fit of your clothes is now basically lost in time so i think yeah Yeah. also like um sorry completely lost track (laughs) uh what i was gonna say was 
Uh, what also we started doing at the beginning, well, like my identity of the brand a lot was, if I wouldn't wear it, I wouldn't sell it. Sell like it, for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like we, I wouldn't buy clothes. Well, probably I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I was gonna say I wouldn't buy, buy clothes <laughs> lower than standard yeah, than Emporium. Yeah, 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 but yeah. um, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's the. But there is that kind of it's difficult as well because there is a lot of fast fashion you look at like the likes yeah. of pennies h&m kind of like boohoo as well yeah like, boohoo yeah. and like ace well asos kind of does brands as well yeah. but like you can I, you can tell the difference like we were only discussing about jamie jamie yeah. man th- that mm-hmm. was on him he's runs a boat he has that um brand jam store yeah and i've had i have two of their t-shirts since the day day one that jamie stepped like oh since he got them in like mm. yeah, and that's Quality. that was like a year ago and they're still like they're amazing, amazing t-shirts to jams. i have what i bought a t-shirt out of urban outfitters i don't know i don't think it's a brand i don't i'm not sure yeah it's one of their own brand just one of their printed yeah. tees like and i wore it like once or twice and i tried it on there the other day and it's just all stretched out and it's yeah, shite, it's like, yeah it's but whereas the jam star t-shirts are the exact Hang same in. as when i yeah. got them like yeah like that like color great feel around the jam and t-shirts because yeah, they fit very similar to this. Yeah. Side note. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the quality of our stuff has always been really important to us. Like yeah. we want to make something that stands the, the test of time. We want yeah. you to wear the hell out of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. We even do a take backs game where if you buy something from us and wear the hell out of it, we'll give you store credit to give it back to us when you're done. Oh, That's nice. Really yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's like and a... save it for the vintage down the line. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The so archive. The, the, the program's called Emporium Exchange and the plan is basically nice. once we have a decent archive of vintage back, um, all the stuff that's in good enough condition to be resold, we'll print on it. So probably do like a collaborative workshop. You can grab your piece, we'll print yeah. on it, sell it back. So just keep sustainability moving. really, yeah. Yeah, and keeping it a bit more circular, you know. Yeah. Like I, I feel like, especially like with my intro, like I studied geography, but I effectively just studied like environmental geography, you know. Okay, yeah. And a lot of my interest in like clothing, um, like sourcing started with the classes I was doing in environmental geography. And like you see how bad the clothing industry is for the environment. And like the amount of that that's fast fashion is unbelievable. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, the longer an item of clothing stays in circulation, the better it is for the environment. So yeah. that's kind of a big push for us is like make something that's so good it replaces 10 t-shirts out of your wardrobe. And then if we can take it back when you're done with that item of clothing and yeah. move it into someone else's wardrobe and take some more things out of their rotation that would have been yeah, yeah. needlessly made, then we're yeah. doing as best as we can, you know? Yeah. Because I remember hearing or reading an article or it might have been something on Facebook or Instagram or whatever about um, Boo Hill and they were like, it's the stuff that they don't sell, they just born it. Luxury brands Ra- too, man. Yeah. yeah, rather than just like giving it away for free to like yeah. homelessness charities or whatever yeah, they'll yeah. just born it like yeah. Yeah. was it Tommy Hilfiger or Abercrombie and Fitch where your man said that he would rather destroy it and burn it than have a homeless or yeah. oh, less yeah. mm, like affluent Tommy person wears yeah. clothes like, really? like, even a more premium brand surprised. yeah but yeah. like Bur- Burberry, yeah, Burberry um, burn their cost. stuff you know like Dior slash their stuff yeah. they'll do they'll do a family sale so like friends and family get access for like way cheaper uh, but after that that's getting burned and um, yeah. stuff gets dumped in the Atacama Desert in Chile stuff gets dumped in like there was actually just an expose done on H&M's take back scheme um, they have these bins in the shops and I've seen that, yeah, somebody yeah. put air tags into like um, 10 items of clothing and H&M and they're all brand new items of clothing and H&M promise basically that if it can be reworn that it will like stay in the market that it's been delivered to and it'll be basically brought to like yeah. charity shops um, or given to people and like every single garment left the country three of them ended up in dumping sites in Africa and more of them went to shredding 
fuck's sake you know like it's it's nonsense man yeah so obviously obviously yeah your idea now is to kind of change that culture around fast fashion i mean even just for the sake of our own brand like and, and ourselves as people who run a brand you know like it, that's I, I don't understand how that's not on your mind if you run something like this you know like <laughs> you're bringing something into existence and yeah. you are gonna you're responsible for that coming into existence right that doesn't mean that responsibility stops and you sell someone you know um but that's not how I, I think the majority of people think and like there's brands that set out exclusively to be sustainable but i also think there's big problems with that because how business is going to be done in 10 years time is that every single brand is going to be sustainable so your sustainable brand is now just like what what's your identity yeah, now part of the rat race yeah. yeah so i think it needs to be part of every brand i think it needs to be thought about by everybody who runs a brand um and i think that's the only way to do it you know when i i going back a little bit now i first noticed the kind of your brand in tribe in, mm. in dublin that was one of the first kind of spots that i've seen because obviously they're quite like you know like skater brands and like all that sort of stuff yeah how was that to get the call off that sort of place like when you first started out to obviously have that spot in town for yourselves in a retailer yeah i mean like um we were kind of developing on instagram around that time a bit and i i think i was listening to a podcast with like Samuel Ross or something from Cold War. And like, he basically got picked up by Virgil Abloh as like a, you know, Virgil Abloh was one of his mentors. And he got picked up because he just kept tagging Virgil Abloh's Instagram posts. And I was like, huh, people see those. Okay, cool. (laughs) So I just wanted to campaign, man. I was just tagging like whoever. And all the stories I could think of that were a possibility in my mind in our posts. And Tribe followed us pretty immediately. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Reach out. So then after a while, I emailed them because um, we've been talking about it. And yeah. We were kind of like, we didn't want to do something like that before we felt like we were ready. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we were still like really in our infancy in terms of like developing like into, I think, what we're kind of becoming now. Um, like our t-shirts were still on blanks when we were in there. But we had yeah. cut and sew hoodies and we were starting to like kind of forecast what we were going to have in the future. Um, so we reached out to them, just dropped them an email and uh they emailed us back pretty quickly and like the email we sent them is you know the whole like elevator pitch and like yeah, the shtick of like this is who yeah. we are and this is what we do and yeah, you know yeah. you might have seen it on people in the streets and stuff yeah, and they're yeah. like the email back was re- really nice and it was basically just like we're well aware of your brand oh, um, really, yeah. and like we've seen it on people and customers people ask about us and uh you know would you come in and talk to us so i went in with like a bag full of samples and met the uh owner uh emmet and also he, super nice guy also super nice dude. <laughs> Shout yeah, out really cool. and he gave us a shot you know he um he ran through all the stuff with us and like we had no idea how a how a wholesale relationship works yeah um like really none so like they were so nice in how they dealt with us in like explaining things and not yeah, like yeah. a we're gonna exploit these guys way. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. they pay a like worse price basically by their standards for our stuff than anything else okay. we're their most expensive buy-in versus um turnover on it right yeah and that's because we're tiny and we're from down the road <laughs> and like when they need a restock of medium t-shirts in like these styles me or charlie hop on a bike and roll for like 10 minutes and drop it off you know? oh really yeah yeah so <laughs> but really cool guys and it was literally just from reaching out and also from people wearing our stuff in there all the time without us asking them to going up and being like hey you guys are stocking for him yeah again you know? shout out people wearing our stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we shout out yeah. people today yeah yeah, yeah. And that was literally just from the streets yeah. like how, how does in. it feel like if you are walking down the street and you, you just see, see someone wearing. in a emporium hoodie like it's yeah it's a, it's a good feeling, it's a good feeling. feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like for a while it was so small that um like 
you could guarantee that if you saw someone walking by that me or Charlie knew them. So you'd be like, oh, yeah, like yeah. if you saw someone you didn't recognize, be like, oh, do you know Charlie? Um, and they, you know, they would, or like yeah. vice versa. And then eventually it starts becoming like people walk past me and Charlie walking down the street together wearing something, and I'll be like, oh, cool T-shirt, bro, and they'll be like, thank you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like yeah, it also gets to the stage where like your friends are like, oh, we'll buy your T-shirts, blah blah, and then now it's kind of like we've bought your t-shirts before there's yeah. another other people buying your t-shirts we don't have to if we don't want to <laughs> so like yeah. don't know anyone anymore like yeah. when the names come in and stuff you don't That's really it's kind of cool because obviously at the start of the podcast it was always just it's all friends and family that supports you at the start so yeah. which mm-hmm. is ourselves i'm sure it was the same there was there ever any like times where you kind of maybe true someone would say like you but he's a big well-known person around Dublin to just throw him a free t-shirt to be like well, yeah. stick that on there and walk around <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'm really bad at that though <laughs> like yeah. the whole like social media like yeah. people are very I feel like that it's, if we had a flaw or like we're not getting out there we're not DMing people being like yo you want to wear our stuff yeah, you want to yeah, do this yeah. Yeah. Just it just goes deal. against like not yeah. Yeah, just what I want to do I'm yeah, not doing like, that like how we feel no. about our brand yeah. you know? like yeah. the, the only people we send stuff to are people we really admire like yeah, yeah. We, we're not just trying to send stuff to an influencer ever yeah. like I don't care how many followers you have like it, it doesn't really matter but yeah. like all the people we've sent stuff to on the house are musicians that we really really like Yeah, and we've built like relationships with all of them as a result you know like yeah. or, we, or we already knew them so like Course, I don't yeah. know if uh, there's a few cool musicians I'm just going to name drop because <laughs> I like them and they should uh, be mentioned but like they want to come on the podcast Khaki kid, um, yeah, khaki playing, kid in here. Playing festivals, good kid. yeah, you should. He's class. Um, good he's adult. Sick. He's got stories to tell. <laughs> good um, adult. <laughs> yeah, but like, we'll drop him stuff, and he wears it religiously, you know. Yeah. Or like Brick Nasty, we drop them some stuff. The the front man has worn it for every single gig they've played since, like yeah. every single gig. Yeah. You know, and like that mutual appreciation um, mm. between us and those artists is key. And like Manjolo, the same, like wears it all the time. So yeah, it's it's not like. We don't want to just give stuff to people who are only going to wear it for a photo. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But if we really like like what you do and you like what we do, and we can have that like mutual relationship, and eventually usually develop that into like actually knowing each other properly, as opposed yeah. to just like shelling stuff out, then that's it. Yeah. Well, it's a good way of thinking because, as you said, you have your kind of morals about you, and that's how you want to build your brand from. Mm. Yeah. People liking it rather than seeing it on an influencer and thinking, oh, I want to be like them. Yeah. You know it has I mean? to be authentic too. Yeah. You know, like the the key to what we're trying to do is is making something that's really authentic. Yeah. You know, we don't want to be spamming like huge campaign ads at influencers out there, and yeah. nor do we have the budget. But like, it's all about this needs to feel like a community. This needs to be a community, and it needs to be that for us as well. You know, course, yeah. Yeah. not just like you know, out amongst people who wear it. Like, we want to feel connected to the world that wears our brand and knows our brand. So. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, no, it is because I've like I've heard a few people like doing you were just saying like just throw on like t-shirts to you know people who have you know a big following and yeah. stuff like that throw on a snap take a photo mm-hmm. and that's it no so question it works no question yeah, it, it does, does work, work. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know if that's for you like, yeah it's absolutely enough, like, you yeah. know what i mean like, like we'll admit like we when we're thinking of the own our own kind of merch we'd be like oh we have a few people that we're friends with say Eskimo Alex for the reason yeah we'd like we throw it down to him and ask yeah. him to take a snap but like Alex is a good friend of ours as well so it's kind of helping each other out in a exactly sense exactly yeah, yeah. yeah it's like when you say to me about getting certain people on the podcast I'm like oh, I don't really Again, want that's that that's me just being the idea man I'm <laughs> just fucking looking at anybody it's like fuck that guy like, let's get him <laughs> on and the worst like, part no. about being the idea is guys always someone's gonna say no to you <laughs> yeah. just yeah, say yeah, yes yeah. every time <laughs> yeah. come on like I'm yeah. throwing shit 
you under the wall here. Like, yeah. it has to stick at some point. It's, it's, uh, it's the filter guide that's getting between the the yeah. creativity yeah, and the yeah. end of the process. Yeah, that's what I am. Definitely. I'm yeah. literally just the ideas. Man. Like, I'll just keep fucking shit out there. But sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's how it goes. Yeah. But your ethos around the whole brand is brilliant. Like, do you know what I mean? Appreciate As I said, like, I've kind of like seen it from... It was 2019 2020 maybe that's when i kind of started to come around to real like because i actually seen that did, i think did you do a campaign on was it mary street or was that just a photo yeah itself? yeah, yeah. Like, um mary street no. we, did street. 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 Sorry, we did the street we did the um dropped them it was around christmas time there dealer, was some dealer two. yes yeah yeah, yeah. See, around there. brain doesn't yeah. work too good. So what, what was it? You just had a little stand on Moore Street and you just uh, we were actually, yeah, we, we kind of just rogue on that one. Yeah, we kind of rocked up to Moore <laughs> yeah. Street. Oh, um, some blade balls. They are not. I used to. Yeah, he, he was he was in college in DIT Bolton um, Street. Bolton so Street. I was walking down up and down that road every day. I was doing nods of smiles and waves. I knew the whole community. Yeah. Apples yeah. and oranges. I was apparently yeah, selling I don't them. Have a pockets full of apples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's Mary. what's for dinner? Uh, I've got some apples actually. But, uh, <laughs> Apple tart. Yeah, we wanted to basically we wanted to shoot it around there anyway, and we were like, what if we just asked very nicely to put a couple of these t-shirts up in a stall? Yeah. So it's a t-shirt full like Christmas t-shirts shirts and we yeah, just snuck them yeah. in there um but they're nice enough to let us do that anyway but, uh, what was it like dealing with the 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 hardly women down oh they're cool man they're, yeah, yeah they were yeah they, they thought be, yeah, they're, lo- they're always there. lovely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they asked us how they much the rough exterior but they're, they're a good they're sense of community good, either we're two little posh kids be like hello some t-shirts on your ass so like two like two or three little posh boys walk up to you being like can i put my t-shirt over there and you're just like yeah go on man and they asked us like how much the how much the t-shirts are they're selling like two for five yeah and we're like yeah this t-shirt's gonna be like 30 35 i don't know and they're like jesus christ <laughs> but it's yeah. about quality, yeah. Mary. Yeah. I still want to go back to that. I still want to do. We'd like a to pop up a on more, yeah. like a star. Yeah, yeah we got hard. We might need to hire like a couple of heavies, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm not getting them out. We we've got a few going, bro. Throwing apples at people. We've got a couple of scary friends who might be able to come down. But yeah, no, I think a pop up like a little activation like that would be sick, man. Like doing something like that right around there and just having a stall full of teas and maybe even selling them at like two for five or something just for the promo you know yeah, exactly. yeah. that could be a really cool little yeah. like meet us and here and you could scream it down the street two for five you are yeah 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 <laughs> well, I wouldn't sound like, exactly like yeah, that yeah, 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 I was gonna say yeah when you said you're like coming up from like what was it Inchy Core I was like oh, I'm from Inchy Core yeah it was like in this time when I met you I was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Charlie lives. Uh, Charlie still lives out at home, nice. back wherever we're from. But I've been in Inchicore for like a year and a half. You open nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a great spot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, such a like from when I was growing up. It was like you know. I love Inchicore. I'd love to be out there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> honestly, back in the day it wasn't great, but now it's lovely. Yeah, like, yeah, now yeah. it's like coffee shop. Gentrify it. Gentrify it. I live near. Bring Robbie. Gentrify it. Again, like as someone who did this in college, yeah. like geography wise, I moved in. I was like, I am an agent of fucking gentrification right now. I would hate me so much. <laughs> but then you see, like, the guilt kind of subsides when you see, like, unfiltered coffee in Greenville there Greenville, already. yeah. It's like, like man, yeah. if I was from Inchicore and I lived in the village and I saw those boys open up, I'd be like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, it's well, it's very good. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, unfiltered is unfiltered. Shout out unfiltered. Shout out unfiltered on the record. 
on the record unfiltered it's the best coffee in ireland and possibly the world oh, and okay. i will take anybody on that <laughs> like cool hand coffee well, that's I, ha- kind of- I haven't been but i don't need to unfiltered's the best no but they bring in some really really exquisite shit they'll have like um three different filter competition like from like just regular down to like competition brews and the guy who runs it you know as far as i know he is a qualified chemist or a uh, chemistry that graduate that guy's fucking weird <laughs> if you go by that place at like 1am he will he's, be in there making in there, coffee and they're filtering the water to get the right pH for whatever coffee they're making because they, cool. because they need to balance the acidity <laughs> and they're there like it's they always post on Instagram like not a 9 to 5 bro he, he works there from 9 to 5 goes and does some shit comes back at like midnight and then preps everything for the next day. Weird, that's commitment. Yeah, Every yeah. single time, well, I mean, the, it was coffee the best bags. coffee in the world. He's doing something right. You know? yeah, oh, man. Push, push, again. push in your luck with that like, one. I need yeah. to go back in there and suss that shit out. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. We'll, we'll take you down there for a, a flat white brownie and a little competition brew. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Flat white now. Yeah. Mm. Do it, flat white. But come here for future plans. We talked a little bit about there. Would you like what's the like, you know, the kind of goal going forward? What do you want to do? Would that be like, you know, opening the pop up, maybe something on? Would it be a full time star? Yeah, what's the story? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few different ideas that we have for like the next while. Um, I mean, obviously, like the main goal is to continue growing in terms of like our following, in terms of the amount we're getting through each year, like sales wise, making our collections better and better each season, yep. expanding them um we have some international retailers coming up that we're gonna get that specific about no further but some really yeah, cool yeah. really cool stuff in the second half of the year should be happening mm-hmm. Deadly, um yeah. in terms of retail placements very so that's exciting. gonna be very exciting um and you'll see about that on our instagram i expect hopefully um <laughs> all things go on a plan and then yeah i'd love to we'd love to get a little pop-up going um through december probably work with a few friends of ours um we're looking to popping up in the city center kind of around the end of july as well doing our first ever like sample sale nice um just off some like old collection stuff from when we were way smaller though i bet like most of the audience has never <laughs> even seen but yeah, yeah yeah so yeah but um just trying to grow like kind of the way that we think is the most sustainable for us as a brand um continue like meeting people who kind of you know align with what we're trying to do um and keep building it like that but yeah like each collection i feel like we keep building on quality we keep building on like kind of expanding the brand world so that's yeah. probably our biggest thing and i've noticed like if you do a lot of like track suits and stuff which is kind of move into like uh like jeans cargos is that is that yeah. the goal are you yeah. happy something with which is at now something we've discussed but the thing which differentiates like doing a cargo and doing a pair of like tracksuit bottoms is yeah. it's not a small medium large extra large yeah yeah and it's kind of like do we, it's, it's tough i don't know if we have the capabilities <laughs> it, it's a it's a, it's a <laughs> right lot of, now yeah like it's, it's a lot of investment man as well like yeah. especially with, with trousers man like pants are not only are they the slowest selling thing you make but they're also like the most variants in sizes yeah, yeah. most you have thing, to guess probably the thing people are going to buy in store as opposed to online the most yeah. Yeah. probably the most return thing yeah. and then also like if you think about the different fabrics they're kind of in play like when we make all our stuff at the moment we're deciding on the pantone color of everything we're deciding on the weight of everything and with knitted fabrics so that's going to be like your t-shirts um hats socks your tracksuits, hoodies whatever yeah. that's all like knitted cotton so you can get like a relatively small order quantity in something like that 
when you move into doing like denim your quantity is going to be way bigger if you move into anything that's like a woven fabric so like yeah, most yeah. trousers yeah. you're looking at like thousands of units or okay. working with dead stock fabric that already exists right so like okay. the scale is really difficult on stuff like that well, to do to do it right you know yeah. like yeah, cool. yeah. You, you can yeah we could we could get denim in tomorrow but it would probably suck yeah so like we we want to do stuff like that but again like the whole point for us is like you know the t-shirts that we used to make were cool they're grand yeah the quality was good when they're blanks hmm. now the t-shirts are like i think elite quality and yeah, i think yeah. that's like the same for the fabrics we used throughout for like our price point i think and our scale especially yeah yeah like elite is what we're going for and everything we want it oh, to be shit. good enough that we can stand over it and that when people get it they're like holy shit yeah you know yeah, so yeah. like if it's the first time you ever got an important t-shirt and you bought it and you saw the price and then you got it in hand you're like damn like yeah, that's you know you no know, and that's exactly why like it is that sort of that it's a cut above like yeah. it is like mm. you know what i mean just from like looking at it and feeling the fabric and stuff like that yeah it's a great line to cut above trademarking <laughs> cut above, that put yeah. that in the t-shirt i feel like yeah shit. also we we did our little first venture into like a kind of outstanding piece of the i don't know if you guys seen but we moved away from the mic. Uh, we built, built, we got some jackets made, uh, cut and sew jackets, and we were delighted and excited to get them in. Yeah. And we got a sample in, box ticker. Oh, we were so excited to see it all thing. We wore the sample for like a month or two yeah. because it was so good. And then uh, full production came in and we had been pretty much conned. Oh, just man. wasn't up to the standard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they obviously done the sample yeah. really well. Oh, yeah. yeah but it wasn't like. It wasn't like we had even gone, but like some just found someone online. It was like a was trusted legit source, yeah, yeah, yeah. legit yeah. process. And it was just a shame because we, like, long story short, we didn't really get any of the money back. More, we've sitting with. 50 jackets which we'd love for people to be wearing but just can't sell them for yeah Yeah. like when you spend so long building like this like whole like brand ethos or like quality you can't sell something that's second rate no matter how much of a hit we're taking on them like we can't sell something that's second rate so like some of them are good enough that they'll be sold at like a sample sale but like we want to do it and do it big style you know we want to we want to put it the jacket at the price it should be and like that jacket would have sold out you know, yeah, like it, such a good jacket. The the like the kind of response we were getting on social from the images was so strong, like comparable to other stuff we dropped. That jacket was going to sell at the same day we put it out, and we yeah. would have had like I don't know whatever multiples of that jacket <laughs> price in our bank account as opposed yeah, to like yeah. having whatever multiples of that jacket in our yeah. office. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it's rough, man. But like, it's a lot of learning and a lot of like yeah. trial and error, trial and eventually and tri- like trials and tribulations. Yeah, yeah, and like man, yeah, as you said, it's a. It's a better time that we got conned now than we yeah. did started doing 20,000 yeah, units. Like, 50 like, units. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. okay, so we spent like, what, two to three grand on those jackets, right? Like, that's that's bad. That's pretty terrible. And like, it would have been great to have the return on that investment. But like, if we did that in two years' time and yeah. we were in a bunch of retailers and yeah. they'd approved samples and they'd ordered jackets yeah, and then we're proper fucked. Yeah. yeah. You know? like, and it kind of diminishes your brand then if that happens, like, because yeah. they say you can't like follow through or whatever. Like, faith or something. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we got to do a um, like a cut and sew shirt with dead stock fabric uh, made in a studio uh, yeah. in Romania for last season. And it came through really well. We sold pretty much all of them. Like the pop up, we sold out of XL and large. Yeah, yeah. Um, to open the season, so like that was really cool. So 
we're doing more projects like that at the moment that are stuff that more we kind shirts. of yeah the stuff yeah. we can control we made a basketball last season like we're adding a one for the studio <laughs> like just to have like you great know studio mean? piece obviously yeah. that's yeah. it because obviously you want to scale up the studio and have like you know little yeah. Yeah. guests yeah, that yeah, come yeah. on so, like, so yeah. yeah and we did the basketball shorts did the basketball shorts just there as well as well so like moving away from just doing like the cotton pieces basically but it is tough and like the kind of the wisdom we were given when it comes to this kind of thing is like yeah when you get to the scale to be able to order you know a thousand of something yeah. and you're kind of in the territory where you can make fully cut and sewn woven items pick the fabrics get everything custom milled full control cool yeah but uh yeah for the time being um i think we're just gonna have to kind of build responsibly when it comes to that kind of thing yeah, so we yeah, don't yeah. just get boned by uh, <laughs> that kind of situation yeah, again yeah, yeah. but yeah but as, yeah it's trial and error you know what i mean like we've at the start of this podcast we were we were around me and rob were just around one mic and then we moved on to having two mics and we moved on to yeah. having a producer so this is just... a proper setup <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not like it is this, now. this is literally like what this is kind of still bare bones like obviously we want to start doing video and stuff like that and then obviously scaling as much as we can like you know what i mean mm. but no it is it's a gradual process like with yeah with most things like do you know what i mean start out and you just continuously build 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 but respect on that as well for not just like throwing out like you know the stuff that you obviously thought was like you know this isn't what we're yeah about. it's good like, like you, know you, you didn't think like oh, it's not right. just like oh fuck it out and we'll just get the money for a while like do yeah, you know what yeah. i mean like so yeah. for you to obviously like stop i wanted to like, <laughs> I, I will put my hand up I, argue, I argued with him <laughs> but, but like at the end of the day man like the, the big thing for us is that we have a, like and we wouldn't exist without it we have a very strong community you know and like yeah. that means that there's a lot of people who buy our stuff once and then twice and then three times repeat customers exactly yeah. yeah and like if you don't have people who are going to do that at the scale we're at like you're screwed so like we have what right now as of recording like less than 4k followers um if you looked at like what that meant to us sales wise last year like if we kept that same rate of following and got or same rate of like transaction versus follower and we got our followers up to like ten thousand, like we'd be making enough money for one of us to do this full time and not yeah. have to be like broke as hell you know <laughs> yeah, like, and that's like that's a really strong audience so like it's about people getting stuff from us and it like actually meeting and passing their expectations yeah. meaning something to them on like whatever level they feel like they're part of the community and then also meaning something to us in actually selling it you know like oh, if, you, if, if you want to make money don't start a clothing brand you know <laughs> like it's, it's, it's you know tough that's all i wanted to start the clothing brand before we started the podcast so yeah you ended up because uh, both actually yeah. wanted to start the clothing brand yeah. i had actually and we were looking into it and all i had a name picked out and everything but then we were just like fuck it you want to do a podcast yeah. instead and then maybe branch into a clothing brand if we Got to get yeah, well, it was like, yeah. sustainable <laughs> yeah. do that like you know, it's like crew t-shirts yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Like, like, yeah. but, but it, like yeah, yeah we we had we wanted to do something creative, creative yeah do you know what i mean we yeah. didn't what was the know. name gonna be i was gonna call my never ending but then it <laughs> <laughs> Never beginning. It's like the it's like the same thing with you guys that you know, like I mean obviously you guys do this podcast on passion. Yeah, you know, exactly. like it's not like you're gonna make like a grand off this yeah, episode we're, kind we're of thing. Paying down my back pocket. Yeah, and that's what it is, you know. I'm like, not that's... even paying <laughs> <laughs> He does it for love. Yeah, that's literally. Yeah, but that's that's exactly it, man. Like it's it's literally like we call it the love of the game, you know, because yeah. it's the same thing you feel about like when we were growing up playing football and basketball, like respectively. Like you don't play those sports as a kid because you think you're gonna like make loads of money. 
yeah. in my dream of being professional. Oh, man, I was, I, was I was fully certain I was going professional. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I sucked. I was convinced I was going to look over and Fergie was on the sidelines. But like you, you do it for the love of the game and that's the same reason like as adults that we do this clothing brand and you guys do this podcast. Like it's, that's really what like moves you to do something, you know? Yeah. I think it's that thing as well as like as someone who is quite creative well I feel like I try to tell myself that I'm quite creative I like to hear people's stories about stuff like this like I think mm-hmm. it's like quite uplifting and it's empowering almost like we've had guests on that like after yeah. having a conversation with them you're like fuck I'm gonna continue doing this mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. it's good to be on the same like kind of wavelength as someone who's doing something creative that's why we, are, we just want to lift people up do you ever have someone come in and you go then they leave and like what a load of bollocks <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, no, everyone that's come up, we've, yeah, like, as I said, we'd like to pick Mm. out people that obviously at the start was friends, like really close friends, and then we've kind of branched out to people that we don't know, and exactly, kind of like we didn't know ourselves until one day, yeah, yeah, we want to come on and just like share their story, and we're happy to do that as well, like, you know what I mean, so. Some over there, like, <laughs> but like it's literally that like it's like yeah it's it started out with friends it's kind of grown into a kind of community in itself of, mm. of creative minds and stuff yeah. like that and we so just want to hear how people got their start and do it and obviously people who come on we always support them still afterwards yeah. like, you know mm. what I mean if you put up something we're putting it up too we're with yeah. you on this yeah. as well like, so we've said it a million times the reason why we started was to kind of help people that might be listening to, to go and start their own thing and do exactly. it because like, like hearing from you guys it started from working together in Brown Thomas and it's an idea and the ball, the ball rolls but there could be someone sitting at home thinking oh I want to do this but they don't know how to do it and maybe right. maybe someone might be thinking of starting a cloud brand like right well that's how Emporium done it yeah. yeah, let's let's rob the blueprints and try to do it ourselves. You know, what and I mean? we all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like the all way it takes is one thing to just click, and then that's it. On. Like, yeah. yeah, I always am shocked about how nicely Robbie replies to people when they message him, pouring blasting for help. Yeah. Like proper, like, 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 yeah, it cares crazy. <laughs> it's iron shit, this man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> if if there's a version like the version of myself that like would have had, I don't know, like if I could have reached out to me now and like even just like basically gotten like the starter info for what i should be looking at like i'm not here to give you all the information you need to like you know set up a brand and run it but like i can point you in all the right directions in terms of the stuff that helped me you know and like most of the people who text us um they text us and they've already done some research yeah and you can tell like like it's the kid who texts you and they have like they have no clue and it's like buddy like like there's resources out there that yeah. you could have found already or like yeah, you could yeah, have yeah. demonstrated like that you, you need to know about this one what or is two a t-shirt <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like if you like are actually serious about wanting to know something then like yeah of course i have fucking 10 minutes to text yeah, me back yeah, like yeah. It's, it might have taken me a month to figure that thing out and it's yeah, stupid that, like, that it took me a month minutes, the resources yeah. weren't there yeah and i feel like there's a lot of creativity coming out of dublin right now be it like music fashion or otherwise and like the more help we can give to each other and the next generation the better because like the way i see european cities having a scene like that scene hasn't developed here in terms of fashion there's like yeah five or six yeah like five or six brands in each like city that's big in europe that are homegrown and they like that's part of an ecosystem and that isn't really here yet and like 
the Irish attitude can be quite competitive. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that you need to do to ground yourself, I think, quite often is to understand that, like, at the scale we're at, we haven't done anything yet. You know? Yeah. So, and who am I well, to not give advice? Yeah, as well, I feel like the culture in Dublin has been kind of ripped apart. Like you say, the side of music saying, a lot of the live events places are all gone, like mm. like nightclubs, stuff like that. Sure. There's hanger. no there's no there's no spaces. <laughs> yeah. There's no spaces for like uh for people to be like creative, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. such a problem, no yeah. creative space. Yeah. yeah. Like how difficult it is to find like somewhere to do a pop yeah. on exactly. a street yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. the city, you're like how? Like you know from personal like with Jamie like Jamie's been Jamie texts me and asks me did I know any space like oh, I have no fucking clue like, like, breeze, yeah, man, like yeah. you can use the studio if you want yeah, but yeah, that's all we can do yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there's some resilient fuckers out there now that, yeah. you know like, like all the people who are coming through now in the music scene like they've figured out how to do it all the people who are coming through in the fashion scene they've figured out how to do it like yeah like just the information isn't there they're figuring it out yeah and that's what's necessary right now and hopefully in the future we're at a point where like all that information's there. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be because like we put it there as like a generation of people who are trying to pursue this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah. And as like, it's, it's hard to kind of compete with the big cities because we are such a small country as well. And then obviously it doesn't help that the government are cunts, but, um, but, um, now it's been definitely a fucking great conversation with his lads and you, know, yeah. you can really feel like you's, you's stand by what you's do and, really wishes all the, the most success going forward it's like the same with everyone that we have on it's mad like as as i said there 10 minutes ago i wanted to start the clothing brand but like hearing yous and how yous have done it i was nowhere near that thought yeah, of tra- yeah. like that train of thought like how it's to do still it still relatively young you're know what i mean so you've got great heads on your shoulders for like you know for what you're doing yeah. i wish i had that yeah well that's what, I'm, I'm that's what and i'm like yeah. Uh, we, we, we feel like we're older you know like there's this constant <laughs> feeling of like we're we need to be moving on we need to be growing know, yeah there's a fear developing but, but like, like you, that fear keeps you moving you look at oh, it as well though like just, treadmill. <laughs> you see people who are like say successful like a lot of billionaires like say jeff bezos he didn't fucking start till he was in his 30s you know what exactly. I mean? and that's mm-hmm. what we tried to put across on the podcast as well is it's never too late to never start. too late and i only as i said it only takes one thing like let's say this episode is the one to blow up yeah. you know what i mean and that's yeah. why we keep you keep you have to be consistent with everything that mm-hmm. you do because if you don't if you fall off or if you like remember that time there was one week where we didn't have anything to put out and i was like no we need to put something out yeah yeah, yeah. and even though it's a, the worst episode ever and um, it's me by myself yeah, yeah, yeah for like 20 minutes and then <laughs> we had an episode with joe deegan tattoo artist and you can barely hear that and i was like no just put just it out had to do it like, yeah, I want, I, i'm not out. i'm not missing out on a week for no reason so mm. it's being that cons- and it's as i said just go and fucking do it like we said it last week with pablo we said it with jake having and we said it with craig go and do what you want to do in this life yeah, the only one stopping you is you yeah oh, man, yeah like the Did best you, like, the best time to start is usually now yeah, yeah. we're getting very motivational speaker yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, man. we're getting it's, andrew tate on next week i need this to be on like an instagram reel or a tiktok or something it's like <laughs> the background like there's that motivational music and it's something we're saying like, yeah, like, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can't see me you cannot see me <laughs> this is not being filmed yeah yeah no but like again as Ryan was saying really appreciate you guys coming on it's been a solid conversation I yeah. wish you nothing but continued success with the brand going forward whatever you do all your endeavours it's a super super thing that you do 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Obviously for having us. Around a bit of yeah. boring reels. Yeah. Vice versa. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and look, if there's ever need happen from us going forward, we're always a DM away. So. Exactly. It's doors open. Well. Yeah. It don't close. <laughs> just, don't, just don't send me down a runway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now look, if you've got this far, we really do appreciate it. All the love and support that we've been getting over the last couple of weeks. We've really kind of been a bit of a trajectory at the moment so yes, sir. we're looking to keep pushing it and um, keep liking keep sharing we will reveal the winner we have a we're doing a competition with uh, the lads down rings and rings and retro to win two um retro jerseys retro so well, this class. yeah this this episode will be out on the sunday so yeah. we'll, we'll do it on the monday the, yeah. the winner will be announced the on the monday so um if you're still listening to this you still have time <laughs> to like and share and get your your name in the hat so uh, keep doing that and yeah we'll see you next week see you next week folks bye thank you